and this is Elle, and we're your anonymous hosts of Not Your Girlfriend's Podcast. Thanks for tuning in to Season 3, Episode 36. First, we want to thank all our Day One listeners, and welcome to our new listeners. We see you out there in Colombia, India, Ukraine, Sweden, and Iceland. And a special shout out to our listeners in Michigan and Connecticut who wrote it this week. Give us a follow on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. If you screenshot listening to the pod and put it on your story or tweet us, we'll send you a free Not Your Girlfriend's Podcast sticker. We're also on Patreon where you can support us and become a member of the Mystical Coven of Bad Bitches. If you contribute for as little as $5 a month, you can access our exclusive cocktail hour content, goodies, and more. This podcast is made possible by you, so every contribution helps. This podcast is also sponsored in part by Bounce. Bounce is currently a dating app in beta mode in New York City where you can live match for 15 minutes and go on a date that night or the next night. Yep, so you guys have heard us say this before. We've tried Bounce. It's super fun. Go on. It kind of takes the pressure off of, you know, sitting in conversation mode for weeks before meeting someone. Yeah, we've both tried Bounce. We really love the idea and it really gets you to like get off the apps and kind of go out there in your life and, uh, Go on a date. GFPOD when downloading, and you'll get your first round of drinks free on your first bounce date. Now, let's dive into this week's episode. All right, so this week we are joined by a very special guest. This is my roommate, M. Hello. Start us off by saying your name, age, and relationship status. Well, name, what we right, know, M. Yeah, right. Sure. So I'm M. I'm 26, almost 27, and I just got into a relationship. Woo woo! We are very excited for M. Thank you. I watched this budding romance right before my eyes. So how long have you guys been dating? So we started talking back in March. Um, We had a few dates and then I went on a long vacation. When I got back, we sort of picked it up and we've been going steady, I guess, on dates and becoming exclusive in the last two months or so. Wow. So super fresh, which I like love to hear because we yeah. have Elle who's kind of like an old married wench at this point. Oh my <laughs> like God. Deep, like we're done. I know. Old man uh, over here. <laughs> and then like the beginning part is like so fun too. I think it's so nice. Yes. Very honeymoon phase. I yeah. Say. I love that. I just got out of mine. <laughs> R.I.P. <laughs> but it's awesome being in it. So before you met this guy, um, what were you looking for? Were you like on the apps to hook up or are you looking for like your next husband? Yeah, so I was on the apps and I've always been pretty clear about what I've wanted, I would say in the past year or so. So I've been on the apps on and off for four years, basically since I moved to New York City. First couple years was really just figuring it out, a mix of hookups and casual and then some guys I wanted to be more serious with. Um, But it was really in this past year where I've pretty much known I'm on the apps looking for a serious relationship, someone to settle down with. Um, So it's been a much more targeted use of the apps in the last year. So um, this is exactly why I wanted to have you on because you're like the guru of defining for a guy what you want and being clear and communicating that from the beginning. And I think that that's like such a difficult and scary thing for most females. So that's why like I figured you were the perfect person to talk about this. Yep, it can still be scary, even though I've had the experience, I guess you could say, and built the confidence, which has taken a long time, honestly, dating over the years, because you need that time sort of to figure out what you even want yourself. You can think you want something and then you don't really, or you can trick yourself into thinking you want something, but you don't really know until you get out there. Um, So I'd say it's definitely taking years and it's definitely still scary. Even when you have that experience, you know, it's not always going to be the most comfortable of conversations. Yeah. So, okay. Scenario. So you're on a first date, 
you maybe match with this guy, you know, a couple, actually, let's talk about that. So when you first match with a guy, how long do you typically talk to him before you even go on the date? Do you have like a kind of vetting process? Yeah, tell us like your rules. Tell us yeah, like, give us your whole walk routine. us through. Yeah. Okay. You're, you're, you're doing something right. <laughs> Honestly, that's why you're on here. And we're here to learn from you. And uh, yeah, I want to hear the experiences from start to finish. You're also like an app dater as well. Like, like that's kind of the primary way you meet guys. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So it's not just, not just fucking us guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so what apps do you use or um, did you use yeah i was using so over the f- last four years or so i've gone through so many of the different apps um bumble tinder okay cupid hinge coffee meets bagel like so oh many oh my god i go through <laughs> phases yeah we pause there coffee meets bagel anything good come out of that no absolutely no. not i tried it for like a week myself and i was like this literally stuff. same where are my beans how do I barter with right. this nothing no right <laughs> where'd they go um so what are your like top three your favorites really so honestly over the years I whittled it down and I was for the past year I think I've only been using tinder hinge and okcupid mm-hmm. and out of those I basically use tinder and hinge the most mm. so okcupid has kind of like trailed off out. yeah I found there was a lot of spam and it was just too wide a range of people. Yeah, that's true. You couldn't true. filter enough. Even if you put a million filters on there, there were still too many yeah. people they were giving you options for. Hmm. So once you match, you start finding a guy. It's really cute. Do you message first? Do you let them message? It honestly depends on the mood. If I'll go through phases where I'm not really putting the emotional energy into it, and I'll just do the matching and wait for someone to message. I'll go through phases where I want to be really active and message first if I'm really you know interested in a guy. So it really depends. Okay. And then when you start messaging, how long do you message for before you go on a date? Mm, again, it's so, it's hard because it's hard to have standards. You can have standards, but you always have to mend them or yeah, test them. For sure. Um, so yeah, typically I would love to, my standard would be talk to a guy for, you know, a few days to a week max, because I feel like after that you're like, okay, I need to meet up and yeah, see if it's right. worth continuing the conversation. But a few days to a week is fine because, you know, assuming I have a pretty busy schedule, the person might also have a busy schedule, give them a week to actually set the date. Um, but, you know, if typically my cutoff is if someone's trying to meet, you know, that same night or the next day, I'm like, nah, yeah, that's a little too no. soon. And I'm pretty vocal about that from the start. So if a guy messages me and says, hey, I want to meet up tonight. Well, one, I either don't put in the effort and just unmatch them because that's not what I'm looking for. Right. Or two, if I have the energy, I'll dive into it and be like, why are you in such a rush? I'd rather have a conversation first. And of course I get mixed responses to that. Some guys who are assholes and will be like, well, screw you. Like, no one's going to wait around this long. I'm like, dude, it's been 20 less than 24 hours. I love how guys think that their exact thought in the moment applies to all men. Like, I love when men generalize, like, no one's going to do that for you. Like, no guy is going to put up with that. It depends the way they approach it. Because you can approach it in the way of, like, well, yeah, let's, like, meet up tonight and, like, have sex. Like, I think, like, you have an exchange words. But if you exchange a lot of words, because there have been times where I've, like, just haven't touched Tinder or I haven't checked it in, like, days. And there's been times where I'm just, like, replying readily on the app like within the hours Mm -hmm. so 
um, I went on a date recently, like this last week where I matched with a guy, um, one day we were chatting back and forth and then I mentioned like, Oh, my coworkers won't go to happy hour with me. And the weather is so nice. And he's like, well, like I would have gone to happy hour with you. The weather is nice tomorrow. Maybe we should just meet after work. And in that situation, he offered to meet me in my work neighborhood, like oh. a block away from where I worked. So I was like, yeah, make it easy as possible. I think yeah. if guys are wanting to meet up, yeah. cause it doesn't automatically mean sex. It really doesn't. And we met up for drinks he was not a match but like we met up and it was like no sexual at least on my part no chemistry (laughs) (laughs) and uh yeah like there was no like pressure to like go back home with him or anything it was just like let's see if this works out and let's kind of like in real life I think you can see so much more of their compatibility early on but you can also totally feel out when you're on an app and a guy's like let's meet up yeah yeah yeah. I think it's like if he's like hey like let's just like make a you know good thing out of us and out of neither of us having plans and do something or if he's like hey let's bone yeah like you can feel that out yeah Uh, yeah concession hashtag not all men (laughs) right Yeah. yeah and I guess it just goes back to what you're looking for I mean if I logged onto the app and I was really just looking for someone in the moment or was ready to go on a date the next day. And, you know, it's a matter of timing too, the right guy, the right time. If someone happened to message me and they look really interesting and they said, let's meet up tomorrow, barring all things, if they were free, I guess I would take the opportunity. Really interesting. So if they look really hot. I'm really interested in counting your abdominal muscles. They look really interesting. Um, Has there been times where you've just been like down to fuck and then you've been like been on the apps? How do you kind of go about that? Well, yeah, because I haven't really been in that situation for a while now where I'm exclusively looking for a hookup. Mm. So I would say the only instances now where I've, you know, if I'm going to do that, it's something spontaneous where I've met someone out at a bar, Mm. per, per se. Um, you pull IRL like no one I've ever met before. Yeah. If I need to, it can get done. It is truly, like, it, it is a sight to see. I think we have to talk about that for a little bit. Because, okay. like, I've been out with UM, like, a million times. And with Elle. Um, and all three of us together, really. Well, obviously. What am I doing? Yeah. I'm tired. <laughs> um, we've been out together. And, yeah. You just, like, have this energy. You know what you want. You go up to dudes. Like, and we do that sometimes, too. Like, we, when we feel it. But, like... Like, I feel like you're readily kind of, like, good at that. Dude, I don't, yeah, I don't know what it is. I traveled to a different continent with Aww. you <laughs> twice, and I see it in action. Like, Emma's just putting out this, like, energy. Yeah. That just, like, I don't know what it is. It's just, like, attracting men left and right. Yeah, like, so we could not, like, we could not go from point A to B without M being approached by someone. So, like, how do you do it? What's your secret? Oh my God. <laughs> tell us. <laughs> Can't tell all my tricks. Um, I think it's probably a mix of knowing what I want and also not caring about being possibly rejected. Yeah. Because obviously that's something, I mean, that's human nature to care about being rejected to some extent. But if you truly are confident in yourself, then you know, like, there's guys out there, like, not everyone is going to want you or be interested in you but it doesn't reflect on your own worth like yeah so I put my energy out there and if I get rejected I don't really take it that personally right because you know it's a stranger he doesn't really know me he doesn't see all of this you can't see all the goddess (laughs) right so I think it's just going into it without really worrying about the rejection yeah and usually it works (laughs) scenario you're on the first date you guys are chatting and he asks you what are you looking for 
Oh, usually I'm the one that's asking that. <laughs> no, but there's definitely been guys that have asked that. Um, so again, you really have to um, play off the other person's energy. And at the same time, you don't want to lose yourself inside of what you know you want. So, right. you know, me knowing that I want to settle down and I want a serious relationship, I try to communicate that without feeling like, you know, I'm attacking that person or being too aggressive. I guess, you know, of course there's that, oh, you shouldn't be too forward with guys and scare them off, which I think is kind of bullshit. But yeah. I can understand on a first date when you're getting to know someone, you kind of don't want to put that pressure on that person or yourself, honestly. So that's something I've learned. Don't put the pressure on myself, even though I know what I want. Um, I don't always have to be 100% clear about it from the first date. Now, it depends on the person's energy. If you really feel that person's energy and you think you can be open with them already, then I would say, yeah, I'm looking to date and get to know somebody and eventually something that will lead to a serious relationship. So, you know, I think it's fine to be clear about that and say, you know, I'm not looking for hookups. Um, casual dating is the start of a serious relationship anyway. So you're not really putting pressure on that person to settle down right away. If yeah. You say that. Yeah. I just think that's like the scariest question. And like, whenever I would be on a date and I would hear it, like I would just get so like thrown off and be, I know you experienced this and you talked yeah. about this on episode 35. But I know you talked about this, about like being on a first date or, you know, maybe a second or a third and the guy like asking you what you were looking for and then suddenly feeling like freaked out and like totally just like thrown in that moment. Yeah. What do you usually ask on a date? Like go to questions that you kind of want to know from somebody. Yeah. Okay. So if you want to like, if you're trying to suss out if this guy is looking for, you know, an actual, like something serious um, without asking the question, like what kind of question would you ask? Mm, yeah, I mean, say asking without asking, I would say, I don't know, I, I guess it's weird to bring up past relationships already on a first date. I'm not sure. Honestly, I think sometimes it's just as straight up asking what they're looking for. Yeah. I feel like there's not many ways to talk around it. Do you talk about like kids? Yeah, I feel like that's a like a follow up to that. Mm -hmm. Or there's ways that I've used to judge um, you know, if I think that person would want kids, which is, right. I know it's crazy to think about on a first date, but me being me and knowing what I've wanted for a while now, I'm also someone that's very vocal about wanting a family in the future. So just to give an example, I was actually dating a guy last year and we got serious, um, you know, pretty quickly. And within the first three months or so, um, he communicated to me that he never wanted children and he knew how important children were to me because I had, um, vocalized it throughout the relationship. And it was a matter of, you know, joking around whenever I saw kids or we saw kids, I would, you know, be affectionate towards them or talk about my nephews or nieces in an affectionate way. Um, so he knew that the kids were important to me. Um, and we talked about it explicitly as well. So, you know, being able to vocalize that so early on in a relationship actually helped us realize that we weren't compatible long term. So even though, you know, some of these topics are somewhat taboo and people think you can't talk about it so early on, um, you know, me knowing that I'm in it for the long game, I'm comfortable bringing up those topics early on. God, that's so hard. Like, I'm just like, I'm literally like <laughs> shaking internally at the thought of bringing it up. Like, what is long term though? Like, when does it turn, turn from like short term dating to long term dating? I guess, like, when would you ask these questions? 
Well, I'm saying you could even ask those questions early on. I think there's just, you know, there's certain ways to do it without putting too much pressure. So like I said, you know, when you're, if you're out on a date, you know, with the guy I'm seeing now, we've early on, we were out on a date and we saw like a cute couple, inter, interracial couple with kids. Yeah. And I was like, oh, look at those interracial babies. They're so cute. And kind of like hinted. That could be us. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Or just like to see his reaction and for him to be like, oh, yeah, they are really cute. Like that confirms that, oh, he actually is like right, endearing right, right. towards children. Whereas like my ex who didn't want children was like, oh, yeah, they're annoying, whatever. Oh, that's uh, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> oh, to let them in here. Yeah. He's put that on a leash. <laughs> Exactly. So I guess there's ways to gauge those things about a person without putting too much pressure and without being too direct. Yeah. And then so when you do find that kind of stuff out, I mean, have you ever had like a situation where you really, really vibe with someone and you have like great chemistry, but you know that these kind of long term, you know, your long term goals and and wants kind of don't line up? Yeah, exactly. So that's what happened with the guy last year and I'm fishing because I know this story yeah yeah and like I said we were pretty vocal about it from the start but it was a situation where you know we're both pretty young we're in our mid-20s so he wasn't sure and I guess he had said he said he had never had somebody that made him think about it that seriously yet so he was kind of thinking he didn't want kids but he never had to think about it until I brought it up to him Mm -hmm. so It actually, I think, was a good thing that I brought it up because, you know, we were so good together and we had such a good connection that I think if I didn't, we would have lasted for years. And then we would have come to a point where we were in a long-term relationship and found out that he didn't want kids and it would have been much harder in the long run to end things. How do you end things with a guy that you really like, but then the long-term compatibility issues come up? Like, how do you, like, do that? (laughs) <laughs> right, because you know right now you guys want the same thing. Right, right. Exactly. And it was hard, but and I had to have friends and pe- support system through it, of course. Um, and, you know, we kind of had a hard time doing a cold break at first. But, you know, it kind of helped also that it was short term because I hadn't introduced him to my family. Things hadn't gotten super right, serious. Right. So you have to think it's not actually as hard now to do it as it would be If you're in a three-year relationship, you've gone on trips together, you've introduced him to your family life. And, you know, I had some friends that helped me, gave me advice on that and were like, do you really, you know, do you really want to be with someone who doesn't want the same things as you? Like, you're always going to resent that person. You know, you're always going to have issues when it comes to kids. Right. And in the end, it comes down to either one of you convincing the other and then the other person may be living in resentment that they had to kind of change how they truly feel about something. Yeah, exactly. Or you make that tough decision down the line when you've got more baggage, more roots down. Maybe you live together. Maybe you're like closely integrated with each other's friend groups and families and feel like... I know you kind of pick the lesser of two evils at that point. Yeah, exactly. Are guys' reactions mostly positive or negative when you're like, yeah, I can't see you anymore because of this? Well, it hasn't happened like a ton- like a bunch of times, right? Like, no. Because I would say it only really comes up as a serious part of the relationship when you're actually, you know, becoming exclusive or something. Yeah. I would say, I mean, I've gone on dates where... 
maybe the guy doesn't think about kids because he's quite young, but I wouldn't say that's my like deterrent completely Mm -hmm. to say, okay, I'm not seeing you again because already on date two, you said like, you're not very interested in kids. I don't cut them off completely because of that. I would say there's typically other things that go along with their, you know, like other red flags that would have to come up um, early on or, you know, that I feel like knowing what I want going into it, I'm able to pick up on pretty quickly to know if, you know, something's worth exploring even yeah. past the first few dates. And I feel like there's a big difference between guys in their mid-20s who aren't sure if they eventually want kids versus right. guys who are adamant that they don't want kids someday. Because, like, what guy in their mid-20s, like, how many of them realistically right. are already like, yes, I want a family. I am ready to even exactly. think about I that kind of responsibility. I don't think so. I I find more guys, at least the guys I go on dates with, like, I don't know what energy I'm putting out, but, like, that they're very much like, yeah, I want, like, a family. And, like, I... Send them my way. (laughs) I don't. So, like, yeah, I'm just like, oh, that's, like, cool. Yeah, cool, cool, cool. But, like, for me, it's, like, whatever. I just, like, won't have your children. And, you know, I just get an abortion, like, anywhere else but Alabama or Georgia. (laughs) I, like, pretty much. Honestly, I cannot say I've been on very many dates where, like, that has come up. Hmm. Um, And I'm, like, trying to think back. I know there was this one guy I was, like, hooking up with at one point who would, like, send me... um, from like one of those Instagram pages, like dads of Instagram or mm-hmm. something that was just like hot dads with like their cute, like daughters or sons or whatever. And he'd be like, is it weird that I have baby fever already at like 27? I'd be like, Oh my, oh God. my God, no, be my baby daddy. <laughs> have you talked about that with your boyfriend yet? Elle? Um, I have not. <gasps> what? It's so weird. Like, I feel like our circumstance is like so different from how I would be if he were just like a guy that I met on the apps like if like you know if I met him on like tinder and we went on dates like on you know maybe somewhere between the first and third date I would have asked him like what are you looking for and you know like tell me about your past relationships basically like tell Mm -hmm. me your past traumas give me your dating resume right and like (laughs) it took a lot longer for me to ask him those questions like maybe date number five or so before I asked him like what exactly are we doing here Tell me about your last relationship. Tell me about your longest relationship, you know, like, and, mm-hmm. and why it didn't work out um, and all that kind of stuff. And again, like, you know, because we like knew each other before, like we had all this history um, and he'd also like asked me out like two years before that. So like I already kind of knew that he wanted to actually date me. So I kind of was able to put those questions off for longer. But it's like even now. Where, yeah, where does he stand with kids? Um, I know that he wants to have a family someday because it came up in, like, kind of a different conversation um, where he said that, you know, he knows that when he has kids someday that that's going to be his, like, sole responsibility and kind of, like, his life. He said, it was, like, really, like, a, a sad way that he put it. He was like, yeah, like, my life ends when I have kids and, Ooh. like, then I'm, like, just dedicated Ooh. to their lives. I mean, he's, like, right. That's why I don't want them. Yeah, it was, like, it was, like a very, like, a very, like sad matter of fact kind of a very sad thought but in a very like endearing way um like a kind of like selfless way like yeah you know just accepting that like yeah like once I have kids like I'm living for them yeah like we we haven't like I haven't explicitly asked him the question but I do know that because he said that yes he plans on having a family someday but I've like struggled at asking him all the other questions even today we were just joking about how it'd be so much easier if one of us lived near work and I kind of got nervous and pulled back and was like, I'm not going to ask the question. Would you ever want to? So I don't know. With me. Yeah. Right. Like 
our circumstance is weird. I think if he were a regular guy, I'd like to tell myself that if he were just a regular guy that I met, I would need to know this information to know if he were even worth dating. Yeah. And so, you know, by the six month point, certainly, if not sooner, we definitely would have had those conversations for me to know if he's even like worth my time. Yeah. Because I think, you know, like when you're younger and you're dating maybe like, you know, through the first half of your 20s, whatever, like I'll just do what like feels good right now. Like if this is fun now, if I'm enjoying this now, then full steam ahead. As you start to like get older and again, like the whole biological clock syndrome where like, Mm -hmm. you know, your fucking eggs are like... You have to start thinking about those yeah. things and yep. It's a reality for us and not really guys. Like it's a, like a reality in the future, like an abstract for them. Um, so guys, we have an email write in. Um, it's also from M. <laughs> oh, another M. <laughs> from another M, age 24 female. Um, subject, insecurities. So she says, hi, uh, I'm curious to hear about your insecurities, physical and mental, how you deal with them and recommendations to insecure girls when it comes to dating. How do you, for example, deal with being naked or without makeup for the first time in front of the guy you really like? Sounds quite childish, but it seems to be an issue for many girls. First of all, Em, thank you for writing in. Yeah, thank you. We appreciate you. Um, And yeah, like, for real, I haven't had to think about this in a long time. And when you wrote it in, I don't know, I was like, I haven't thought about that since, like, high school, but it was been such an issue for me growing up and being, like, thinking about myself being naked in front of another human, especially Mm -hmm. a guy, and, like, being okay with my body, because I think a lot of women early on are, like hate their bodies and hate themselves and then we just kind of now you're like you grow up and you're like oh I don't hate myself as much or like you just I don't know you don't care care. I mean no (laughs) I yeah for sure I can definitely say like I still like I still hate myself yeah I still (laughs) but you feel okay you feel okay with hating yourself Yeah. yeah but I still like got nervous like a lot for the first like few times in front of R I remember like one morning he was here and we were like getting ready for work together and it made him like put his head under the covers while I got dressed. Oh, my God. He was, no, no, he was, like, still laying in bed, and I'm there, and I'm, like, fully I'm naked, get full naked, like, take off my towel, like, be all exposed right now, like, as I'm searching for my clothes. Yeah, like, I have those moments, too. I was, like, just get, get under there. Like, you're just, if we're not both here, like, fumbling for our clothes, trying to get dressed distracted, and it's, yeah. like, I'm just, like, the center of attention, like... Right. Just put your goddamn face away. No one needs to see me bending at this angle. I do my best legally blonde, like, bend and snap. Pick up my goddamn underwear. I'm so hot right now. Like, bitch, no. I don't know. I think it's just, like, being with a lot of dudes who, like, really love my body, which sounds like I'm getting, like, male tension makes me feel good about myself, but it does. It does. And, like, guys, uh, not to say that you're, like, nothing, but, like, they really, when it comes to sex and hooking up, like, I don't think they really care about what you look like. <laughs> Honestly, I've had to tell, I've had to, like, kind of teach myself this. Like, I'm so, like, I get, like, insecure about, like, the little, like, things about my body that I don't love. But over time, you realize men literally do not give a shit. Fuck. Yeah. Like, men don't care if, like, you didn't shave your legs the night before. They're not thinking and, about that. Keyword men, and those are the only people we need to be fucking with. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, I think so much of our own, like, self-confidence issues and self-awareness is built up what other females around us think and say. 
And so we put, like, all of this pressure on ourselves that, like, really men could not care less about. No, and I have a lot of guy friends. We talk about this shit, and it's like, yeah, like, when you're having sex, like, the only thing that they're thinking about is having sex. No. With you. Pain the V, baby. They're like, I'm in bed with a naked woman. That is the highlight of their day, if not week. Right, right, right. Right. (laughs) Like, they're already, like, so happy about this. So I think, like, knowing that this is an exciting thing for them, and they want to see you like this, when you're insecure and you're not confident, when it comes to sex, that's always something in the back of your mind, and that is shown through the way you have sex like it it would be bad sex if it's awkward if it's bad sex if you're not confident yeah no one wants to be with that person no one wants to fuck that person right and men can pick up on you being uncomfortable oh yeah they can pick up on your like self-consciousness and as unaware as we like to think men are like they they can tell when you're trying to like hide your angles and you're like not feeling your best and whatever. Like you have to just honestly like own yourself a hundred percent of the time. Yeah, and like for men, like okay, so the comment was like without makeup and without clothes. <laughs> um, no, men aren't dumb. Like they can imagine a woman without her clothes on. If he's already interested in you with your clothes on, your clothes coming off is not gonna fucking change. Like, it's an improvement. Like exactly. he's not gonna be like expecting like I don't even know like fucking. Gender for Lawrence underneath there. Like, like, <laughs> he sees your proportions. He sees you. He sees your body. He sees the clothes you wear. Like, he can imagine. He's already, he already has met right. you naked a thousand times before. Right. So, like, he has an understanding of what your body will look like. Just the same way we understand what guy's body will look like without clothes on. Right. So, like, and, and the makeup thing as well. Like, I mean, it depends on how much makeup you wear. Because, like, some could be more intense than others that, like, the I don't know, transition could be like, oh my God. But um, I think if you wore like an av- the average amount of makeup, no dudes, again, not going to be surprised most with the way you're right, Like you're a different on. human being. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And again, most guys don't even fucking notice, like, right. which is annoying because it's highlight yeah. costs a lot. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so, yeah, right. Like I used to get so self-conscious about that in the beginning with R too. Like if we woke up and we were at my place like, when he would get up to go to the bathroom, I was, like, quickly, like, a little bit of concealer, oh like, God. fix my hair a little bit. Like Marvelous Miss Maisel? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Literally. Okay, can we talk about, like, unrealistic expectations Seriously. of women? Yes. That she just sneaks out of bed, just, just, just featherweight Insane. rolls out of bed into the bathroom, silently, like, does her hair and makeup routine, gets back into bed looking like a goddess just in time for his alarm to go off two minutes later. Like, yeah. fuck out of here. Uh, I'm so jealous of her waist. Like, oh my god. She looks amazing and everything. Okay, she's gorgeous. She's just, she's just amazing. Um, <laughs> uh, that's, that's unrealistic. Her that existence is unrealistic. Listen, guys, women. We she is in a 50s. celebrity. Right. Yeah. Like, don't, like, let that be your fucking standard. Yeah. I think it's also good to say, like, I've worked in creative industry, especially in, like, photo shoots and fashion, and, like, that shit is fake. Photoshop is real. Hair, makeup, professional lighting. I've seen models without all that shit, and they are just normal people. They have acne. They have mm-hmm. bad spots. They have um, rolls. They have, like, they're just normal people. They have hair flying in different angles. But, like, a whole team of, like, 15 to 20 people are there to make them look good. And then right. after that, Photoshop to make them look even better. Like, it's like an Instagram filter on crack. So, like, do not look at magazines and other women and, like, celebrities and think, like, that is a reality. Dude, even Instagram, like, fucking face Fake. soon. Fake soon, fake. 
Um, lies, fake news. Yeah. <laughs> Knowing, like, your angles in an Instagram picture. Like, holy shit. Like, oh none my of God, this yeah. is how anyone looks in real life. I don't even yeah. think, like, slim thick girls really exist because I feel like half of them are just thin girls with their ass out. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, can I make a comment about the makeup thing? Yes. Um, to go back to talking about getting comfortable taking your makeup off in front of guys, I know I've had that issue, you know, even sometimes now, I mean, now that I've been seeing this guy and I, I was comfortable from the start, but it really depends. Some guys um, I'll be self-conscious with about taking my makeup off and I, I will admit to have gone to bed with my full face of makeup just to avoid that awkward transition <laughs> in the past. But I think insane. at the same time, the way you get more comfortable with it is realizing you know, if that person is interested in you and also if they deserve you, they're going to like you with or without your makeup. So at the end of the day, if they think a little transition between makeup and no makeup is a big deal and is going to be a factor in their interest in you, then they're not worth your time. Yeah. Yeah. I think that my, my pivotal point, like while I will still sometimes cheat and like put on my makeup while they're, you know, awake or like I won't like let them look at me naked. Concealer when is allowed. <laughs> no, no, no. When I know the pivotal point of when I'm comfortable with someone is when I'll either let myself get into my hot pink robe or my cheetah print pajama pants. In that front was of them. so yeah. embarrassing. Those are my... <laughs> <laughs> you should be embarrassed. But I am so fine with them. Like if you've seen robe me... Like, this is it. Yeah. You got me. Yeah. That's me in my gym shorts look. Yeah, like, and then once we're there, there's no turning back. Don't expect me to be pretty for you when we're just at home alone together. Right. Don't expect me to shave my legs more than once a week. You have to, you know, don't be too hard on yourself. You're obviously a work in progress, and it takes time to build confidence in yourself. You know, I've... You know, I'm not have not always been this super confident person. And still to this day, I have my moments. Everyone has their moments where you're like, oh, crap, like I look horrible or I'm self-conscious around this guy for this reason or whatever reason. Yeah. So I think the number one, number one rule is don't be too hard on yourself and just learn to love yourself over time. So, you know, consider it a work in progress. It's, you know, getting comfortable, giving yourself the time to get comfortable with speaking up and communicating your wants and needs, giving yourself the time to learn what you want, and also giving yourself time to get comfortable with those next steps, whether it's taking your makeup off or speaking about kids with guys. You know, you have to know that it's going to be a matter of matching energy with somebody that you're comfortable with and also being comfortable with yourself. Yeah. So true. All solid. I would say, like, the first time is probably the hardest, right? The first time you say to someone, what are you looking for on a date? Yeah, exactly. The first time you let yourself just, like, walk around your room naked and, you know, gather your things. Like, just fucking go for it, and you'll probably be surprised at how good it turns out. Yeah, right. like, I don't, yeah, I don't guys really care about, they don't put as much thought into it as we do, and, like, I also think it's really important to, like, in the idea of getting comfortable with your body, is, like, being comfortable, like, seeing yourself naked, and, like, yeah. like, I literally take off all your clothes, look and in, look yeah. at yourself in the mirror, yes. yeah. and that's like, you. I literally <laughs> do this, like, once a week. I do it once a day. Once a day. Yeah. I literally like, look myself naked once a day. I'm like, yeah. your angle. Yeah. And I'm like, damn, I'm a babe. <laughs> Yeah, you gotta do it. Because, like, once you become comfortable seeing yourself naked, that having yourself be naked in front of someone else. Yeah. Yeah. 
That's so true. Exactly. Yeah. And also, above all, remember, like, men don't give a shit. Men are not sitting there, like, hiding their curves from you. Men aren't, like, turning away and making you, like, close your eyes while they get out of bed with their, like, limp dick after sex. Like, <laughs> there's no discomfort and no shame yeah, there. Yeah, think so. of how many limp dicks you've seen. Yeah. <laughs> if there is no shame around that... Yeah. And there should be no shame about your fucking amazing body. So. Yeah. <laughs> fucking love it. Yeah. One of the other things that has helped me become more comfortable and I think has made me somewhat naturally more confident in talking about some of those taboo topics like kids and marriage is definitely my cultural upbringing. So coming from, you know, a South Asian background, we're kind of told growing up that, you know, you don't really date. You kind of just find someone to get married and have kids with. Yeah. So especially, you know, dating within my culture, oh, that's definitely something that comes up on day one. You know, have your parents asked you when you're getting married? Have your parents <laughs> asked you about kids? And that's super comfortable when I've dated South Asian guys. So I've kind of used that and transferred it over to dating non-South Asian guys but sometimes even use that as my excuse like oh I come from you know I come from a South Asian background we talk about marriage and kids very openly um it's kind of expected you know that people don't really date they kind of are in it for the long run yeah so I think that's definitely helped me you know be more comfortable talking about those topics that's so true and like coming from like ethnic backgrounds ourselves ethnic meaning like (laughs) non-white um like I've definitely gotten a little bit of that like pressure too like I wouldn't say it's like a ton of pressure but when I'm dating someone like my family's expectation is okay like is this going to be like the one like you know and especially if it's like a guy that I'm telling my family about or even introducing him to they're thinking you know this has some kind of like long-term potential so they're expecting that I've asked those questions they're expecting that you know if he's going to meet the family that he kind of has similar life goals as me Mm mm-hmm And I think that, yeah, that definitely does, like, frame the expectations a little bit more. Both of our families are ethnic in background, and they're really similar in the way that um, when you introduce someone significant into the family, like, to a family, like, event or Thanksgiving or something, they think, like, that's the person you're going to end up marrying. Right. Which held true for our first boyfriends. Yeah. And then I think now they're like, well, they come, they go. We've like broken down the yeah. barrier. Like there's yeah. no shock factor anymore. It's right. like, this might just be another seat at the table this yeah. Thanksgiving. Yeah, exactly. So I think, um, family expectations have changed the way we've changed as well. Um, but do you think that's, like, uh, do you, like, lean towards more, like, South Asians because of similar backgrounds? No, not no. at all. I, I don't really, you know, discriminate, I guess, <laughs> I guess in terms of ethnicity when I date. Um, obviously, I think sometimes, you know, I think to myself, oh, it'd be much easier if I dated someone from my culture, just knowing that they'll probably have similar values to me. But again, I've met guys from all different cultures that have had shared values with me, so I don't discriminate on that. Mm-hmm. I think it's so funny, like, being from an ethnic background and, like, dating a white dude. Like, there's so many things that they just get to take for granted. Like, <laughs> yeah. there's no pressure from his family at all. Like, we can go back to his, ho- his like, parents' house for the weekend and, like, just hang out with his mom and, like, mm-hmm. just chill and have a good time and she accepts me and nothing's, like, weird or tense or whatever versus, like, my mom is constantly, like, cautioning me against taking next steps. Like, there's just, there's, there's like, a complete difference in, and maybe this isn't across the board, but at least in our specific situation, there's, like, a very different view on what dating is and, like 
like you said, like the, I guess the purpose of it. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, introducing, you know, now introducing anyone to my parents, it would have to be someone I think I could marry. Yeah. So that also helps yeah. with, with the having the conversation because if I'm dating somebody for six months, you'd think, okay, I might want to introduce them to family or invite them to the next big family event. Well, you better make sure by that six months you've had that conversation about marriage and kids, in my case at least. Yeah, dude. It's like we're in, late tw- we're in our late 20s. Like we don't have six months to just like kind of waste. Just <laughs> yeah, to you're in your mid-20s, okay? <laughs> don't you have your fucking club yet. I am on the other side <laughs> no, of No, you're not. Five. No, you're not. No, you're not. You don't even fucking know. I have crossed the bridge <laughs> into the upper half of the mid-20s. No, you haven't. <laughs> yes, I have. You are mid. You are mid. Excuse me. I was at the mid at midnight on my 25th birthday. You are so I mid. You're town square. You're mid. Officially. <laughs> you're not upper half. You're not uptown. You're not upper downtown. 20s. Upper 20s. <laughs> you're midtown. Go down the square. No, uh, do you think... I think uh, I've had some guys... We talked about this a lot more in detail in um, majority of issues of... Dating while a minority episode. Oh yes, um, oh, so good. Great throwback. Uh, Mindy Kaling loved it. I heard. <laughs> <laughs> Mindy Kaling tweeted at us. Um, she did not. I don't know if she listened, but I don't know if she did I'm, not listen. I'm sure. <laughs> I have heard. I didn't hear she didn't listen. The rumor mill. <laughs> um, I've had guys, and it's not like every white dude ever. Um, but like, like I would say, like where my background is, and they would be like, "Oh, um, do your parents have a rage marriage?" Oh yeah. Like, do you get like, the opposite so where they think racist bro you, do you get the opposite though where guys are like oh you're probably super serious about marriage and kids and super traditional and blah blah, blah. like I've gotten that yeah definitely and I've had guys even on tinder like in initial conversations when they find out my ethnicity they're like oh are we allowed to date yeah I'm like, why would I even be on this app if I wasn't no it's forbidden <laughs> our love is forbidden yeah, um, I've had yeah, I've had similar guys asking me if my parents are arranged, which they are in this case. Yeah. So, true fact, but you know, um, generations, people change. Doesn't necessarily mean I'm yeah, not all marriage. brown people. Exactly, Actually, not all brown people. Yeah. So yeah, definitely, guys will ask questions based on my ethnicity. Um, What's well, kind of the idea that they're like, oh, are you just here fucking around until you like get your like you know brown Kendall right, version right. of your husband mailed to true, you from true. your family, right. which is a fair kind of assumption uh, in some circumstances. And this is not just for South Asians. I think about this, like we had a Mormon episode with the guy I dated who was Mormon oh, wow. for a hot sec. And for me, I just thought, oh, you're just going to end up with a Mormon girl. Like your yeah. entire family's Mormon. You're from fucking Utah. Like you may be in New York drinking whiskey now for the first time, but <laughs> at the end of the day, I'm thinking you're going to go back home and marry a Mormon just like in the same way I think a lot of Jewish people in the Jewish community they're like yeah I want to oh, yeah. get married oh, someone yeah. who's Jewish right so it's definitely like a topic that has to really sure, be discussed fair play. yeah um I think it's just how they approach I it. think yeah exactly if they ask you respectfully sure like I totally understand yeah my parents are arranged valid question to ask you know, if I'm actually in this for the long run or, you know, what I'm looking for. Yeah. It's like a first date rather than like an initial Tinder combo question, though. Just having a little bit of like tact, you know? Right. Yeah, exactly. Not just like showing your full-fledged racism on the first, yeah. <laughs> first combo, first message. 
So, guys, thank you so much for tuning in to this episode. Yeah, Em, thank you so much for being on and sharing your words of wisdom. Glad to be here. Um, Remember to rate, subscribe, review. Yeah, guys, we see you out there listening to us all over the world. Drop us a review on iTunes, please. Seriously, it helps. Yes, and uh, of course, we have our t-shirts, brand spanking new. Oh, my God, they look so good. I was actually um, taking the train back from the Burbs this past weekend wearing my t-shirt, and this, this woman must have been like 80 years old at a minimum. And she was like, cool shirt. Really? Yes. I was like, thanks, lady. Yes. Thanks. Oh, I actually had another guy. I was getting coffee. He was the barista. He's like, do you just wear that to piss your boyfriend off? Oh. I was like, I might. <laughs> Amazing. Single or relationship, buy the tea, yeah. wear the tea. It's a conversation starter. Oh, my God. Use that to talk to a cute guy in public. Yeah. Like, I didn't exactly. have that t-shirt in my bag because I would have put that on in the subway situation. Yeah. You <laughs> guys. If Real you quick. see a girl in a not your girlfriend t-shirt, like marry hit her, her up. Marry her. Wife her up. Yeah. Um, yeah, they're like they're unisex, so if you're a guy, you can wear them. If you're a girl, you can wear them. Yeah. It's um, just like a cheeky statement piece. Yep, and links are in the description right here. And then it's also found on our website, notyourgirlfriendspodcast.com. You can also write in and we can talk about your latest dating ish. Yeah, we love that when that happens. Thank you to everyone who's written into us so far. Um, and seriously, anyone, like if you have any like questions things you want us to talk about like email us like go to our website and leave a submission twitter dm us like just find a way slide in the dms get through find us away yep um and just to remind you guys every other week we'll be putting out episodes for this season season three so uh don't be sad if you don't see us every week yeah bitches are out here grinding <laughs> yeah we're on the beach gonna be beaching this summer oh that's right gonna be busy bitches so. yeah there might be some thirst traps on the ground so uh <laughs> follow us stay tuned and uh We'll see you guys in two weeks. Yep. Bye. Bye. Bye.